Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. We are right there. We're offering comfort every so often to our little ones. And, you know, especially their preschool program, you're like in the room. But now imagine if you could have a fun and connecting and enjoyable bedtime routine that lasted 30 minutes. You got your child into bed, you gave them a kiss, you sang them a song, you said a prayer, you said goodnight, you stood up, you leave the room, turn the lights off, close the door, and your child falls asleep independently within 10 to 15 minutes and then sleeps 11 to 12 hours all night long to wake up in the morning happy and ready to go for the day. That is your new life. That is exactly what can happen. And that brings about all of these incredible benefits in the enjoyment that you have as a family. Hey parents, if you have a little one under five, this quick message is just for you. If you love listening to this podcast, I'd love to invite you to also check out my podcast, Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist and creator of the Mama Knows Nutrition community. When you're feeding your little one, a hundred different questions pop up along the way, and I'm here to answer them all. And those times you feel like you're failing because they don't want to eat anything you make, and they could survive off of crackers and juice alone, I've got you. I've been there too. So let's get through it together. Feeding them is an important job, and you are doing so great. Let's just make it easier now. Just search for Feeding Toddlers Made Easy in your podcast app and follow along. Or come say hi on Instagram at Mama Knows Nutrition. That's M-A-M-A Knows Nutrition. Hey, everybody. Sarah Leach and I are back today on the podcast, and we are actually digging into what to expect when you're sleep training your toddler and preschooler. Just by the way, when we say toddler and preschooler, We have at Little Z's two separate plans for this age. We have our toddler sleep course, which is for ages 17 months all the way up to three years old. This age group in the crib, 100%. And then we have our preschool sleep program, which is for ages three years old and up. We've even had, I know that preschooler is not like six and seven years old, but we do even have kindergarten, first grade students who have taken our preschool program because it still works. And so these two programs, they are very different from a baby sleep course. And we focus a lot on this podcast about babies, but I know that my favorite program is by far the preschool program because there's nothing, I know Sarah's going to agree with me, but there's nothing more rewarding than helping a family who has a five-year-old who has never slept through the night. And then within three weeks, their kid is sleeping 12 hours all night long. It's amazing. Absolutely. I always say I have a special place in my heart for people who are training preschoolers or older toddlers because you're dealing with your child who can now interact with you, who can explain why they don't want to go to bed, who can, uh, you know, haggle with you at bedtime, all of the stalling. It's just a whole different game. Um, The way they cry out for you and the things that they can tell you, nightmares, uh, afraid of the dark, all these things are a part of training that are just not there when you're training a baby. So it's much more complex, but in the same vein, it's so rewarding. 
Absolutely. Now, Sarah is the best one to have on this podcast to talk about this because Sarah is our lead sleep consultant here at Little Z's. Um, I have like personally poured into her and trained her over the last several years. And she talks with our toddler and preschool families who are doing our programs every single week, multiple times throughout the week. She's getting on the phone with people who are working through it and we're problem solving together. So Sarah is in it with you guys. And I'm grateful for her to be here because we're going to talk about some good stuff. Yes. And having two, I, I have two preschool age children now. So I feel like they're, they're just getting a little bit older. We're getting, you know, away from the baby days. And so I'm definitely in it with you, with you. I'm in the thick of it with, with preschoolers for sure. Definitely. Okay. So let's talk about what to expect when you're sleep training your toddler and preschooler. First of all, I think the most important thing to do is to take a step back and acknowledge like what is going on right now. I know I have heard because you guys have just been like doing this the way you're doing it for so long. You don't even realize by the time your kid's four years old, like, I mean, sleep's not that bad. They get up like three to four times a night. They come to my room. They start in their room, but they then they, they're sleeping in my room. Like you're not even acknowledging like what is going on. So first hard part is to like literally write down and acknowledge what is going on night to night. When I, way back when I began Little Z's and for the first five years of Little Z's, when I got on the phone because I would do discovery calls with families before we worked one-on-one, I would get on the phone and after we, you know, made pleasantries and all those things, my first question was, can you tell me about last night? Can you tell me about what happened? And that moment, I think sometimes for a parent is the first time they're like, oh yeah, let me think about that. Because you're kind of just living in the day-to-day drudgery. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. Do you find that that's true, Sarah, that people are just kind of like in it? They're not thinking about it? Yeah. And it's so much of preschool training, toddler sleep training is retraining ourselves as parents. And the number of times I'm sure you can relate to this, that I've heard parents say, and I know it's me. I know I just need to change. I know I just need to stop letting them do this. And you kind of have that moment of realization when you're actually talking to a sleep consultant and really thinking it through. You're like, oh, this is actually me letting them do this or that before bedtime. (laughs) So I feel like it is so helpful for parents to, yeah, take that pause moment and look at what's really happening. Absolutely. And there is never any judgment with this. You know, when I would get on the phone call, parents sometimes would be like, oh, I'm kind of scared to tell you this. But it's like, I mean, we can't help you if we don't know these things. And we are coming to the table saying like, listen, this is like literally what we do for a living is help people through these hard times. Just like I would never want to go if I I always use the personal trainer analogy, but I sure hope I'm not going to hire a personal trainer and invest in like um, a a diet, a a nutrition and like weight loss program and then lie about what I'm eating because I'm really eating donuts, but I'm telling them that I'm eating kale salad, right? Like, I mean, you got to come to the table with truth. And we are here to say like, listen, we're meeting you where we, where you are and we're not judging you for what's going on. Right. And we never know where your family is at. I tell so many families, like you have been in survival mode. A lot of times we have multiple kids or we've had a move or we've had just these big life events going on and you've been doing what you have to do to survive. So absolutely zero judgment on whatever has been going on. Yes. We're here to help you change that. And so acknowledge what's going on. And then at the same breath, acknowledge and think through what is your goal? 
And this is why I love the toddler and preschooler because they, their goals are so low. And I'm like, oh, you can dream bigger than that, honey. Like their, their goals are so low. I mean, I have, I could go pull out all these papers because I've kept so many of them of like, what's your goal? What do you want to see? And they're like, I mean, if my kid could sleep like seven to eight hours straight, that'd be amazing. And I'm like, that's great. We're going to get you to sleep seven to eight hours. We're going to get your kid to sleep 11 to 12 hours. And they're like, what? And so think about what's the goal, but not just like the amount of sleep. Look at all the other domino effects of what's going on in your life. Maybe your goal is also that you want to go hire a babysitter so that you can go on a date night or a girl's night or a girl's trip or just a night by yourself somewhere. Maybe your goal is that your um, toddler and preschooler can now transition to have an independent quiet time instead of watching um, YouTube videos on your phone while you're stroking their back or like whatever's going on. We want to know what your goals are. So acknowledge what's going on right now. Then And then think through like, what is your goal? What are you trying to reach? And write that down. This is even in our sleep plans. We have a whole section on writing your goals. And then I want you to take those goals and put them somewhere visible. So inside of our sleep plan, we're asking you like, what would it mean for you to have a, a whole night of sleep? What would it mean for your job if you slept all night long? What would it mean for your partnership, for your marriage, for your friendship, for your child? Like spill that over into all these areas. Because the greatest benefits of sleep, there's this fantastic quote by Dr. Matthew West. He is the author of Why We Sleep, and he has a really great masterclass on sleep. And he talks about how in his book, we used to think that sleep was something that like you basically were just in comatose, like your brain was off and nothing's going on. But now we are forced to believe that there is literally no part of your body that goes untouched by the benefits of sleep. If you just do a quick Google search of like, what are the impacts of sleep deprivation? It is literally everything you could possibly imagine. Your emotions, you can't regulate your emotions. Your appetite is not regulated. You're at a higher risk for heart disease, for obesity, and their list goes on and on and on. But some of my greatest benefits for children, and I want this to sink in for a second, when your child sleeps, 75% of their growth hormones are secreted. 75% of their growth hormones are secreted at nighttime when they're sleeping. But if they're not sleeping or if they're getting broken sleep, then that's hindering their growth and development. And you would never want to hinder your child's growth and development. We want them to be healthy, strong, wonderful children. But sometimes we're not thinking about that when they're waking up throughout the nighttime asking for a snack, asking for um, you to rub their back, asking them for another song, asking to come to your bed. You're Again, you're in survival mode. And so the greatest benefit for your child is their growth and the development. And this isn't even spilling into the development of their brain, their development of their um, uh, social skills. Like all of these things are impacted when we sleep. And my, my joke is always that I don't have to tell a tired parent that broken sleep sucks. You know that. You know that waking up throughout the night is awful and it's impacting everything. So you feel it. You feel your emotions are strained. You feel the stress in your marriage. You feel the stress in your relationships. You're not texting people back. You're not spending time for your own bedtime routine. You're not taking care of anything or anyone. You're living in survival mode. And so the benefits of sleep bring a higher sense of happiness and enjoyment in your life because you're sleeping. And that's exactly the people that we serve. So As we talk about getting started with changing sleep, I think one of the biggest things that we have to acknowledge is that it's a a domino effect to all these amazing benefits in your life, but it's not an overnight success story. I wish that that were the case. 
But inside of our toddler and our preschool programs, you can expect our programs take 21 days. Now, some kids, they get it in like five days and they're good. But majority of the time, and I know that Sarah can back me up on this, majority of the time, it's like day 21, it finally sinks. Do you feel that sometimes? Yes. It's a much longer process, but all those powerful things you were just saying are what makes it so worth it. So I love love that you talked about like having those goals somewhere where you can look at them because when you're in the hard part of training, because it is a lot of work to make that change in your family's dynamic and the way you all sleep and your overall well-being, it, it makes it so worth it when you remind yourself what you're doing it for. But yes, it is, uh, it's not a three nights and, and you're done with toddlers and preschoolers. It can be, but it can also be much longer. Definitely. Okay. So now that we know, and we're kind of set up for like, okay, I'm going to get this plan. I need a plan for sleep and for strategy with this. What should our families expect in those first few nights when you're sleep training a toddler or a preschooler? protest. You should expect protest. And we're all about honesty here. So I'll just say that you're going to be radically changing whatever your toddler or preschooler is used to doing. So when you go in and just say, hey, we're not doing it this way tonight, we're doing it my new way. Um, They're not going to understand, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, this is going to help me sleep better. No way. They're going to be protesting the only way they know how, which is sometimes crying if they don't have the words to express that they don't like these changes, they're going to cry. They're going to reach for you. They're going to stand up in their crib, arms outstretched, and you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing to my poor baby? But you're teaching them something new. And I love that you've said this before, Becca, that this is not the first thing and it's not the last thing you're going to teach them in their life. Like they're going to learn to ride a bike. They're going to learn to tie their shoes. They're going to potty train. They're going to learn to read. We're dipping into that, you know, with our five-year-old. And those things are frustrating. They don't like to do them. And it's our job as parents to help them work through those things. So yes, expect protest, expect them to um, not necessarily like the change. There are things we can do during bedtime routine. And I love um, that our toddler and preschool program digs so much into bedtime routine and ways that you can encourage your child and like, build their confidence. That's one of the biggest um, parts of our our program is teaching them to have the confidence to sleep in their own bed and doing that by acknowledging things that are going well. And from little things like, oh, you did so great putting your PJs on tonight. Um, Having one-on-one connection time during bedtime routine, all of those aspects of our program, using the charts, using the bedtime routine cards, all of that builds them up and does cut down on the protest. Um, And, you know, you're giving them routine, solid, consistent routine from night to night. And kids like to know what to expect. They like it when they know, oh, I know when I go to bed, it's going to be exactly this way with my mom tonight. And it's going to be this way every single night. Um, No matter if it's mom or dad or babysitter or grandma putting them to bed, they know what to expect. So keep in mind that, you know, you're doing this for the reason all the things Becca said um, 
all those goals that you have in mind because yeah you're gonna have protest i think i shared with becca that like my son john was a, a toddler when we first trained him and he cried for hours the first night of training and you'll have moments where you think oh should i go in and rescue but if you can push through those first couple of nights the change gets easier and easier as they come to know what to expect is going to happen every night something you just said there a lot of parents believe when they hear that, but I don't want to push, I don't want to just push through the few hours. Like, oh, my, like you said, my poor baby, my child, that's going to damage them. That's so horrible for them. Not true. We will link the research for you. That can go on for quite a ways. There are so many amazing benefits that happened, which we talked about, but Sarah, I would love for you to talk to me because we talked about this before we started recording. There is an analogy that I had never heard before, which makes so much sense. So can you walk us through like when you're in that hard spot of sleep training, what are some things that you can really dwell on the purpose of why we're doing this? Yeah, I love this analogy and it's been around for forever. And if you just look it up on the internet, Katie McLaughlin, who is a psychologist, talks about this analogy of a train. And she says, you know, our emotions are difficult emotions are like these dark tunnels and we're all just trains moving through the dark tunnel and we have to move all the way through the darkness in order to find that calm on the other side to find the peace and the relaxation and all of the good you know the the light on the other side of the tunnel but we have to move all the way through it and i think as parents we feel so uncomfortable when our kids cry we feel discomfort and because we feel that that discomfort, we try to stop it. We try to give them an out. So, oh, you're crying, you're angry, or you're sad, or lonely, or guilty, or whatever feeling emotion they're going to have with sleep training, or you know, just anything else in life. We want to give them like an exit or a shortcut, um, and and say, oh, here, you don't have to feel this way. We'll just fix it like this, and the that essentially completely stops them from emotionally regulating. I love Jenna and Shanna um, from Helping Families Thrive said to us, our, our team one time that our parental discomfort leads to over responding to our children, which prevents them from regulating their emotions. And when I thought about that, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to prevent my child from learning to regulate their emotions. That is something that they are going to need for the rest of their lives. So they also need sleep for the rest of their lives. Good sleep um, for all those reasons you talked about, Becca, but they they need to know how to regulate their emotions. And that's a huge part of sleep training is teaching them to self-soothe, um, how to put themselves to sleep. What are their mechanisms? Are they going to suck their thumb or twirl their hair or roll over on their side and get cozy? And all those little things that they learn to do when we're not there doing those things for them. So I love that analogy of not just, oh, well, you've got to do this because we've all got to sleep in our house. And that can feel as a parent so selfish, like I want sleep, so I need to sleep train my baby. That is not what this is about. We're doing it for your child. We're doing it for your family for so many different reasons. But that piece of being able to emotionally regulate is so important. And we're not trying to like logic our kids out of this. We're not trying to explain to them. They don't get that understanding of 
if I learn to sleep this new way, I'll, I'll be happier. Um, they're not going to get that, but we can be right there with them, comforting them. And I love that that's what our programs teach is that we're not eliminating comfort. We're not staying out of the room and just letting them cry and cry for hours. Um, we are right there. We're offering comfort every so often to our little ones. And, you know, especially their preschool program, you're like in the room. A lot of parents will say, you want me to go back and sit in the room on night one? We're like, yes, we absolutely do. Because we want your child to know you're right there and they can do this really hard thing and fall asleep on their own. So you're, you know, talking to them and understanding and offering comfort alongside their journey, but we're not stopping the journey. We're not giving them an out. Um, and I love what you talked about, Becca, um, before, just that giving them an out is really just going right back to where we were. Absolutely. So there's this analogy that I talk about, um, which makes like the train even better than this analogy I came up with a long time ago. But if you think about you, like where you are right now on a path, like you're at a fork in the road and on one side of the fork, there is what you've been doing night after night after night. And I just want to ask you like how much protest and crying is going on on that road? Every time your child wakes up and they're crying, they're like, oh, I want to get my, I want my um, iPad again, or I want to have a banana, or I want to come to your bed. Like how much crying is happening from your child and you? And the thing is, a lot of parents are like, but I don't want to sleep train. I don't want to sleep train because my child's going to cry. But then you're like, but what's happening now? And you're like, well, they cry every night for like five minutes. Okay. So then multiply that by every single night of chaos and confusion. And your child doesn't know what to expect because sometimes how many of you in the middle of the night have decided, okay, now I'm going to say no. Well, why? That doesn't mean anything to your child now. And so you've got that on one side of the road, or you have the other side of the road where yes, for a few nights, maybe a few weeks. Things are going to be difficult because nobody likes change. Sarah opened this all up when I said, what should they expect? And she said, protest. Yes, they're going to protest the change. Change is hard. No one likes change, especially a toddler or a preschooler who now can't watch their favorite show before they go to bed or have a cup of milk or lay in your bed or get a uh, get a massage from you to fall asleep. Like, they don't like that that has to end. But we know as parents that sleep is a lifelong skill. The amount of parents that I have worked with that said, well, I sleep bad, but I slept bad as a kid and I still sleep bad. You want to, this is like our, our motto as parents is you always want to make things better for your child than what you had. And so let's work on this for them now. And then we can work on you later, by the way, but let's work on your child now. Um, Sarah, this is like painting a picture of like, things are going to be hard. Things are going to be difficult, which it is. And we're here for you. But when should parents start to expect some things to turn around and some things to start feeling different and better inside of our program? Yeah, it's different for every kid. Like some kids really do three nights in You're especially with toddlers, like the younger your child is probably the easier this is going to be, but personality and flavor of your child does impact that for sure. Um, but yeah, if some kids get it in three nights and some kids were like a weekend and we start to see that bedtime routine is a lot easier. Um, if they're still napping, if that's still a thing with toddlers, you know, they're starting to go down much easier for naps. They know what to expect 
effect before bed. And then we start to see fewer wakings. So that's probably about a weekend. Um, for some kids, it really can take two weeks before we're seeing that they're really acquiescing to the new expectations for sleep. And they're starting to understand, oh, I'm really not going to get to go into your bed no matter what I do because we've held strong and we've been consistent. I have a story about that. So one of my very favorite families, I hope they're listening to this podcast, um, Kate Eldridge. I worked with Kate and her daughter, um, Hayden, all, like years ago. I think Hayden's now in like kindergarten or first grade probably. But I worked with Hayden when she was 19 months old. I'm not even kidding you that Hayden stood in her crib every day for nap and screamed for an hour every single day for 19 days. And then finally on day 20, she laid down and took the best nap of her life. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, every kid. And her mom was like, yeah, I kind of expected this because she's a pretty hardcore kid. And so you said it perfectly. It depends on the flavor of the kid for sure. But there is a reason that it's a 21 day program. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've been chatting with a mom um, for a few weeks now who's been sleep training and they're literally finishing. I think they finished tonight. Um, they're pre school program training. So it's been three weeks and they've literally in the last few days just seen an absolute turnaround in nighttime training. And one awesome thing that this mom was telling me too, you were talking earlier, Becca, about like extra benefits you get out of sleep training. She was like, I don't know if this is related to sleep training, but all of a sudden we've been trying to get her to do some quiet time in her room and like play independently for a long time. And all of a sudden she's doing it and she's staying in her room past her timer going off. And this is just amazing. I was like, it's totally a perk of sleep training. It's because she is comfortable in there. She's happier and more well-rested. She understands the routines. She looks forward to the rewards. All of those things are coming together and literally three weeks in. So, you know, and we do have families that will tell them often, once you get to the end of the three weeks of training, especially with preschoolers, sometimes we have to keep going. Sometimes there are a few things that aren't completely resolved that you need to keep working on, but you have the plan and the skills to continue working on them. And so that's why I love our plan so much because, yeah, even if your child takes a longer time to kind of come around to the process, you know what to keep doing to keep making that positive progress. Exactly. And that's actually a really good point because I do believe that the older the child is, it may take a little bit extra longer. And um, I think sometimes it's a gut reaction for a parent to be like, yeah, but your program said it was 21 days to success. And then my response would be, but your child was also three to five years old and they've never slept through the night. So it may take a little bit longer than 21 days after three to five years of never sleeping and never having that foundation. It takes time to build that habit, but we always want parents. And I just made that up, by the way. Nobody has ever emailed and been like, you said... It was going to be 21 days, but I could hear someone listening to the pod. No, I could hear someone listening to the podcast being like, wait, it's not going to be perfect at 21 days. Well, your child's not a robot and it's been years that they've never slept well. So it does take some time just as if you were working on something like, let's say your spending habits and it's been years of um, poor spending habits and building up debt. And it's not going to change in 21 days. You're going to have to do a lot of work to keep at it. And so we hope that you have, and we know that you have those tools. Um, and which kind of leads me to, Oh, I was just going to say that I love being able to talk to families on the phone. I love that we have these phone support appointments, especially 
especially for our preschool families, because what I can see happening is parents going like, am I doing something wrong? It's been two weeks now and I'm not seeing any major change. There are little things I can point to that are better, but I'm, you know, it's not completely resolved. And so getting on the phone, a lot of times there are individual things we can talk to you about with your child to kind of alter and, and create that change a little faster. Um, but yes, it does take time sometimes. And patience is another thing that you have to have a lot of to enter into with sleep training a preschooler or toddler because it's not going to be overnight magic. Nothing is magical. Um, it takes it takes work and it takes time for your little one to get with it. So don't feel like you are doing something wrong if you're not seeing that instant change, instant turnaround. Yeah. And this is exactly why there are coaches and people in the world to help you along with things. There's financial coaches. There are personal trainers. There are people who help you in almost every aspect of your life and sleep is no different. So that's why I'm so thrilled that we have a team of women who are chatting, which is our basically like text chatting. Um, you text inside of your program, you ask a question, type it into your phone, comes to our team, they answer and ask your questions all day long. We're here to help. Or if you're definitely wanting more of like a, I need, just want to have a dialogue back and forth, we have phone calls. You can add those onto your program. So we have different elements of our program, but my favorite that's included, no matter if it's basic or the ultra premium package are the daily voice memos, because we know that things are going to change. So the way that, that my program is built is that you, you purchase the program, you get into the program, you download the plan, but that's just one very tiny component. The PDF plan is like a supplement to all of the amazingness that we have. So inside of your course, you have a video consultation of me teaching you step-by-step -step what to do for the 21 days. But that's a lot to remember. So instead of just like rewatching that video all the time, we have daily voice memos that you listen to for 21 days because things are going to change. Things are going to happen. And I know exactly what's going to happen the moment it happens. So I know that by night five, there's likely going to be a regression and any of the little uh, progress that you felt, we just want to call out like, by the way, tonight may be a little rocky and that's perfectly okay. Um, there may be nights where you're feeling like you just want to throw in the towel. That's okay. There may be nights where you're like, oh my gosh, they only woke up one time. How can we fix this one? And we're going to solve that for you. We're going to work through that. So our, our whole program is really from top to bottom, so thorough. And we always want you to feel those tools. And so those voice memos can be anywhere from like three minutes to 10 minutes long of just problem solving with you and working through every single step of the way. To me, that's my favorite part. Yes, those are gold. I I always tell families, like if you're skipping the daily voice memos, um, go in there and listen to them because you're literally going to be like amazed at how Becca calls out things before they happen or tells you exactly what happened with your child the night before. You're like, how'd she know? It is, it really is. Thorough is the right word for it. It's so thorough. And she's really thought through everything there. It's, it's like, she's coming alongside you and coaching you one-on-one -on -one just through those voice memos. So I love those. So Sarah, what would you say is the ultimate goal of our programs? For you to be a happy, well-rested family. Absolutely. It is not, it is about your child, but it's also about you. And, you know, one of the biggest things that we wish for you guys at Little Z's is that you would be able to have those days off days where you enjoy being a family because you know when you go home, your little one's going to sleep or you get to go on a date with your spouse because you know that your little one is going to do okay with a babysitter. We want 
all of those things to be a part of your life as a whole. We want your child to sleep. We want them to be happy and well-rested. So I would say that is our ultimate goal for your family. And just imagine that your child, let's go back to the beginning, and you you saw what was happening right now. You're, you're, you're looking at, okay, this is what happened last night. But now imagine if you could have a fun and connecting and enjoyable bedtime routine that lasted 30 minutes. You got your child into bed. You gave them a kiss. You sang them a song. You said a prayer. You said goodnight. You stood up. You leave the room, turn the lights off, close the door, and your child falls asleep independently within 10 to 15 minutes and then sleeps 11 to 12 hours all night long to wake up in the morning happy and ready to go for the day. That is your new life. That is exactly what can happen. And that brings about all of these incredible benefits in the enjoyment that you have as a family. And the biggest goal, like Sarah said, is that we want you to enjoy being a parent and not feel like you have to survival mode it every single day. I'm not trying to be all, um, you know, influencer, like enjoy the moment, live in the moment, but you only get this little time with your kids this one time. People skew that and they say, yes, you're right. I only get this time with my child. So therefore lay with me every night. If that is making you happy, healthy, and well-rested, I I met a woman a few weeks ago. She sleeps with her six-year-old and she has slept with her six-year-old since he was born. And that makes them all happy and, and, and thriving. But if that's not your reality, if you're like, but that's not making me happy and thriving and my top, my child isn't thriving or happy and we need to change something, you can change something. It's never too late. So I hope that this podcast today just gave you some great expectations of what to expect. And as always, we want you to know that these programs and plans are ready now. So just head to littlezsleep.com. You can go to the programs. There's toddler and preschool. Everything is right there for you, ready to go. You can literally start this tonight. And who knows, maybe you'll be talking to Sarah tomorrow. I know. I was going to say, we, and we can't wait to help you along in the journey. That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on that podcast. And thank you, Sarah, for sharing your insight. Oh, absolutely. This is such a good one. It's so, like I said, near and dear to my heart. And I hope it it helps so many families who are thinking about jumping into sleep training. And we would just love to hear your stories. If you've had a huge turnaround in sleep, you thought it was never possible. And now you are, like Becca said, one of those families sleeping 11 to 12 hours every night on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, share share the good news. Yes, you can always head to um, our Google page. So it's really easy, g.page slash littlezsleep. We want to hear your stories and leave us a review and tell us what's going on. Parents tell us all the time that they read through those stories to try to be like, is anyone like me? And so share your story because you never know who is trying to find that uh, that buddy to know that, okay, everything's going to be all right. Thanks so much for being here today on the Little Z Sleep Podcast. If you're looking for resources to help your family make sleep a thing and finally get the rest that you and your child both deserve, head to littlezsleep.com to find your child's sleep program and also all of our free resources from our YouTube, blog, and podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.